Hello and welcome. Here to Lead is for leaders who are looking for practical insight and hands-on tools and advice on how to unleash the power in their leadership to get things done. I'm your host, Kelly Barkabas. Let's get started. Thanks for tuning in today. It has been a while since we've had a new episode. I have been busy doing some leadership workshops in person and some webinars and some virtual training and coaching and doing some coaching in real life. But I have a few messages and some content that I really I want to get out to you over the next couple of months. So new episodes are here. And today's episode is called Go All In, a message to leaders and non-leaders. There's a trend happening right now that I'm sure we've all seen. We've all heard of quiet quitting by now. It's a thing. And I've personally seen many TikTok reels, memes, and other people, even leaders, sharing a sentiment along the lines of this. Do the bare minimum to get by. Show up, clock in, clock out. Do only what is in your job description and nothing else. There's also a lot of TikTok advice, LinkedIn advice about how to be really snarky and aggressive, passive aggressive, actually, in the workplace. And this quiet quitting, this show up and do the bare minimum, stems from this idea that you're just a number to your company and to your leadership team. And if no one is recognizing you or giving you accolades, a better title or more money, then stop giving it your all and your effort. And I have to tell you, when I encounter these types of attitudes on social media and in the real world, I've seen it in the real world with people that I've encountered and worked with, I've witnessed it personally, I want to loudly and clearly object to this line of thinking. And I know it's not popular right now. It really is counterculture advice. But that's where I'm at. I feel very passionate about it. Now, it is true that I am a Gen Xer raised by boomers, and we were raised to work hard, don't complain, ignore your feelings blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of jokes out there right now about Gen Xers and how we raised ourselves and nothing bothers us. And in my corporate world, I was raised in the old school, sometimes toxic environment that praised workaholism and often rewarded people based on their gender or who they knew. And I'm glad that is changing. And I'm glad it continues to grow more and more taboo to operate like that. Employees and people have demanded more from corporate America, and they should. Equal pay for equal work, diversity, equity, inclusion, all of that was desperately needed in corporate America. And I'm happy for that change. Market-based pay for a fair workload and generous time off is now the baseline of what employees deserve and should expect. So now let's move forward in this conversation, assuming that that baseline is met. And I also want to be clear about this. And in all in all my comments going forward, I am not, N-O-T, I am not suggesting that you should tolerate abusive or toxic behavior or put up with anything that is truly inappropriate in the workplace, period. Having said that, let's keep going. My message to you today in this episode is this. Go all in. Go all in. Work hard. Do better. Stand out. Don't take the path of least resistance. Don't be lazy about your life or your career. 
Do it for you, not them. If you look for reasons or evidence that people aren't appreciating you appropriately, you'll find it. Of course you will. Stop looking for it. Where did this trend come from? It baffles me and it's really hard for me to wrap my head around approaching work this way because it's so counterintuitive to who I am. I'm trying to understand where it's coming from to put myself in other people's shoes. I, you know, I have a tremendous amount of empathy and compassion and one of my goals in life is to try to understand where different viewpoints from my own are coming from. So I have spent some time trying to figure out why people feel this way and where it comes from. Now, if my husband were here, he would tell you it stems from participation trophies and this idea that has taken root and grown over the last 20 years or so that we are entitled to praise and reward always and in every sense. If we don't get that praise and reward, we pout and refuse to play. I have some young nieces, like 7, 8, 9, 11, and I was playing with them outside a few months ago at a family event. We were playing, running through the sprinkler and getting wet and having fun, and then we moved on to a game, and we were all set to play. I think I went and got the ball, and we were setting up to play, and they came to me and said, no, we're not going to play. And I was disappointed. I'm like, why? I was, I'm ready. Let's go. They're like, no, it's not fair. Someone would have to get called out, and that's not fair. We don't want to call people out. And I was like, what? That's, but that's the game. That's how the game works. It's not about who wins or loses or who gets out. It's, it's about the play. Like, let's play. It's fun. Let's laugh. It's connecting, right? I mean, I feel like they just were not getting that none of that matters. What matters is we're outside on a summer day and it's hot out and it's sunny and we're sweaty and, you know, we're making memories. But they were so worried about having to call someone out and how unfair that would be. We have a tendency to go to opposite extremes in our culture. You see it all the time with all kinds of things that we don't address properly. And I think it's happening here. I think this latest trend of quiet quitting and this trend of do the bare minimum is in response to several factors. You know, and one is the corporate dysfunctional track record. And it's a valid point. Participation trophies. This idea that fairness and equity means that we are all rewarded the same. But I would counter that, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion is about access and representation and having a voice that is heard in a meaningful way. It doesn't mean that we are entitled to whatever we want. Just because corporate environments have a bad history or track record doesn't mean you give up. Corporate America is evolving. It's going to continue to evolve. We need to continue to hold it accountable. Like I said earlier, we are not going to tolerate hostile work environments, discrimination, toxic leaders that cause harm. That's going to be our baseline. But none of that means that you should take the lazy winding road of apathy and ambivalence about the work that you do. That will not ultimately lead to satisfaction or happiness. We all want our work to matter. We need to know as human beings that showing up day after day after day meant something. People see you in how you show up, even if you don't feel it. I promise you. I know from experience, I've seen it on all sides. I've been part of a corporate restructuring and elimination, and I gave my whole world to this company, and I was called into a conference room with HR, and my job was eliminated, and I was escorted out of the building, and the locks were changed. I was devastated. I know what that feels like. I've also left jobs voluntarily, and I was iced out of email, left behind. They forgot about me really quickly. They moved on. 
I've also been a leader. And in 2008, when the economic crisis hit, I had to lay off two thirds of our workforce. It was awful. It was horrible. I hated every minute of it. And then COVID hit and I had to do the same thing. Had to lay off most of the company and get down to a skeleton crew. And I'm here to tell you that when shit hits the fan, like an economic crisis, like a pandemic, and layoffs are inevitable, leaders look for those who have the team attitude. They look for those who are willing to step up and stretch, willing to go above and beyond. And I'm not talking about those that are willing to work 80 hours without complaining. No, not at personal expense. But they're looking for those people who are willing to evolve with the company and with the leader and with what's happening, whatever the crisis is. They're looking for those people who are willing to do whatever it takes. When two-thirds of the workforce has to be let go and they're looking for who they're going to keep, those are the people they're going to keep. It could mean the difference between a layoff and a job for you. I saw a video recently and a woman was uh, so offended. She left her job voluntarily and just could not believe that they shut her email off at the end of the day. Well, I mean, that's ridiculous. Of course they did. They've been burned by disgruntled employees who send abusive messages to the entire company, or they've been burned by ex-employees trying to crash the system or get confidential information about customers. They have to have these exit policies that are implemented consistently to everyone who leaves, or else it's discrimination, and it's a risk for the company. A company is a living, breathing entity that has to be kept alive, and it's leadership's job to do that. And none of that has anything to do with how you should show up in your job every day. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. You be the light. You be the one that stands out. It will pay off. It will pay off to you. You do it for you. And even if it doesn't result in what you think it should in terms of recognition, titles, more pay, whatever it is you think you deserve, ultimately, you do it for you. It's a matter of personal pride, proving to yourself, building your own internal resume. It's for you. Again, I'm not advocating that you work 60 hours a week and not get compensated for it. I'm saying that you should give your work your all. I have an upcoming episode about work-life balance. Make sure you tune into that. It's got some really good stuff in it about how to balance all aspects of our work. But you can go all in even if you only work 40 hours a week and not a minute more. When you show up every day, go all in. My father always told me any job worth doing is worth doing well. And I can tell you that I hear his voice in my head whenever I'm tempted to phone it in, take a shortcut, take the easy way out. I hear his voice say any job worth doing is worth doing well. And if it's not worth doing well, then don't do it. If you don't feel that your job is worth doing well, find a different place. Find that place where you can work hard and feel good about it. I was coaching someone recently who's really junior in their career, and they were having all this angst about whether or not to go all in. What if it's not the right job? What if it's not the right company? What if I don't get recognized for it? What if I don't make the money? What if I'm not as successful as I think I'm going to be or want to be? And, and I said, just, just go all in. Give yourself permission to go all in. Just do it. I promise you, you will not regret it. And if six months from now, a year from now, you find out that you went all in and you want to make a change anyway, it's okay. You take all that with you. You're building your internal resume. And now I want to talk to leaders for a minute specifically. If you have an apathetic team or a team that is quiet quitting and has this attitude, you need to lead your team 
out of that mindset. And I'm going to give you all some homework that I talk about in episode three. You can go back and listen to that and also leading your team through change in episode 14. But here's your homework. Everybody listening, this is what I want you to do to shake this off, to shake off this attitude that's that's taken root in you. I want you to, number one, take out a piece of paper. I want you to answer these questions. I want you to answer them quickly. Don't think too much about it. There's no right or wrong answer. Number one, your first question I want you to answer is, what is your favorite thing about your job? What makes you feel satisfied, proud, and like you put in a good day's work? What are those things that you get done in a day and when you do go home, you feel good about it? Write down those things. They don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be big projects. It can be, you know, meeting a deadline or getting all the invoices entered. It could be making 10 phone calls, whatever it is, making a sale, whatever that thing is that makes you feel really satisfied and proud at the end of the day. Number two, what do you think are your top skills? What do you do best? What's unique about you? Are you a really good communicator? Are you really good at problem solving? Are you really good at just getting tasks done? What are your top skills? What do you do best? Number three, what do you think others in the organization think about you and the department that you work in? What's your reputation? When they hear your name and the name of your department, what do others think of? Do they think you're easy to work with or do they think you're difficult? Do they think you lack ownership or do they think you nail it and really partner and support others in the organization? What do others think about you? And be honest, this is just for you. So there's no reason not to be extremely honest. Last question. What do you want others to think about you? When they hear your name, what do you want them to think about you? What do you want them to think about the department that you lead or that you work in? Think about that. I want you to answer those four questions. I want you to write them down and I want you to just think about them. It's a very powerful thing to use your own words to describe how you feel about your work, to describe what you value. That's what you'll get out of this. You're, you're going to figure out how you really feel about your work, not how social media is telling you you should feel. Do this exercise to figure out in your own words how you feel about your work that you do, what you value, and how you want to be seen and known by others. I think if you take yourself through this exercise, it's a really good start at shaking off that attitude. When I was a teenager, I think I had this on a poster or in a journal. It's a really corny saying, but it was this. Reach for the stars. You may not quite get one, but you won't end up with a handful of mud either. Go all in. You won't regret it. You deserve it. You deserve to give yourself that. Your company doesn't deserve it. Your leadership probably doesn't deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Go all in. Thanks for tuning in. You can go to kellybargabas.com to listen to all past episodes. You can also find links to my book, Here to Lead There. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. If you want to pursue and continue working on this particular topic, go listen to past episode three and 14. I think they will really help you shake loose from this line of thinking and get you going in a different direction. And tune in to the next episode. We're going to be talking about work-life balance. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk soon.